the God good? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amazing word. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for being being used as you were. He told me that I would come up here and pick up the pieces after him. I was trying to pick up the pieces of myself. Um, love your other Andrew. First step, let's give the Lord another hand clap for praise. And you guys, you go ahead and be seated. First, I'd like to honor Bishop and his family. Sister Jackson, it's good to see you in church today. I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, without further ado, I'll go ahead and um, jump right in. I, um, Those of you that don't know, Brother Taylor, I think most of you know, uh, you've probably seen me pacing back and forth, and... Uh, Apparently, I've got a lot of energy, as does my daughter. Um, after a little bit of, uh, I guess, introspection, medica- meditation, I suppose, not medication, uh, if you can tell, I'm somewhat excited. Uh, pay- my pacing back and forth, I, I just, I can't sit still. I am excited. You see, I found out I was coming back over a year ago. And I had a year of expectation to get up to this point, all right? I am excited for what God is doing in the kingdom and is going to do in this city. I can't keep still. It's like, it's like waiting outside of a birthing room or there's a big operation on someone you love and a surgery and you, are, you, you just can't stop pacing, right? Because something is happening. There's something happening here in this church. There's something happening in this city. It's... Incredible. I mean, the supernatural impartation of gifts. I mean, a call to get closer to God, to know God, to, to see his face, to, to get serious. Brother Mike, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And no gift being better than another. Um, I think uh, there was a sister back here on this side. Uh, she, had the, she was given the gift of uh, praying for nations. That... I'll say that that's a big one. That that there there's no there are no greater better gifts of stuff. But that is on a global scale. I I gotta say, uh, pray for North Korea. I, I uh, some of you heard my my little testimony. I was uh, praying for several weeks. I would suppose uh, started sometime early February, and uh, that wasn't the first time I prayed. I, I swear. Um, so, no, anyhow, I was praying, and the, uh, the Lord uh, laid on my heart. I know this is going to sound way crazy. The guy's a tyrant. He's a dictator, uh, Kim Jong-un. Um, what is he in his 30s? His father was a tyrant, a dictator. His grandfather was a tyrant, dictator. So I started praying for him, and uh, you know, I was like, God, move on him. You know, there's something, I guess, do something on a global scale, you know, just that's something that bring glory, magnify, you know, you be magnified all across the world. And I, 
And, and so I've just been praying that. And then uh, I actually forgot about it. And a few days later, an airman walks up and he's like, he's wanted to talk about what he read on the news the day before. Apparently, Kim Jong-un through South Korea wanted to speak to Trump about serious peace talks and denuclearization of North Korea. God is awesome. God is doing great things. So anyhow, there's an urgency in the atmosphere, you know, a call to to get closer to God, to deeper waters with the Lord, to actually know him. You know, and you'll forgive me if I read. I I put this up a lot of prayer and the Lord just just flowed through me. I was like, God, every word I, I just I want it to be. God, I want to speak what you have for the people today. I want you to be glorified. I want your word to be grafted into their hearts, Lord Jesus, and manifest in their daily lives. And so I do hope you forgive me if I read it somewhat. Uh, In this same hour of activity in the world, uh, we see the world dives diving deeper into turmoil, war, famine, hate, distrust, depression, mental illness, confusion, hopelessness, ransack the minds of all a lack of respect for life, the loving of pleasures and money, self-serving philosophies, as Brother Andrew said, and divisions over every trivial matter seem to plague every facet of our society. I, I am thankful that in the house of God, amongst my family, amongst my friends, my loved ones, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, that we don't have to be divided on such trivial things as a man's skin color. You know, we, we don't ascribe our value by how much money we have or how we look. We, this is the only paper that we get any true value of who we are from. And I'm thankful that that is that's what it is here in this house. We see the legislation of destructive and abominable things, degradation of the family unit. The mockery is made of holy matrimony as dead vows abound. People of God are called crazy, hypocrites, haters, liars, and intolerable. A relationship with God is viewed as a mental illness. We ought to anguish over the lost and the state of the world, but rejoice over the state of the believer. Let the camouflage be removed. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. Let the contrast be made. Contrast is whenever is the state of being strikingly different than something else. And we are becoming more and more strikingly different than everything else. And that is something that we should, that's something we should be excited about. That is something that we should praise God about. So I'm just, thank God it's no one here, but you know what? Let those whose relationship with God, their, their walk in Christianity, those who just stop at lip service and who just stop at simple attendance, let them get called out. That's fine with me because we are true followers of Christ. We are, we are the crazy people, but that's cool. I like that. Praise God. Amen. So all that to say is, all, to, all that to say, knowing God, if you haven't been to the discipleship class, relationship prayer, um, I, I can't get away from the relationship prayer, from the relationship, from the simple thing 
know God, don't know about God, know God. When we know our God, we can't help but to be stirred by what stirs God. And that brings me to my scripture, Acts 17, verse 16. At this point, Paul, he's in Athens, and he's waiting for Silas and Timothy to arrive. And he perceives the state of the city. Now, while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Provoked. Derived from, I don't know if I'm saying this right, paroxino, uh, to incite someone, stimulate their feelings, become emotionally provoked, upset, roused, even angered, to stir to action, to burn with anger. And then idol, I'd be preaching to the choir, you guys know what an idol is probably by this point, but uh, this particular one, katitalon. Utterly idolatrous. Simply put, worshiping something over God, elevating an image, an idea, or tangible object where God ought to be. This, this, this provoked the spirit within Paul. In, pra- in prayer, the Lord asked, um, are you not provoked? Uh, you know, I, you know, well, what do I do? Go fight war, retaliate? So are you not provoked? Doesn't it bother my children that the whole world is given over to the worship of anything and everything over me? The truth, it doesn't bother everyone. It doesn't bother, in some cases, many. It's easy not to be provoked for many reasons. Chief among them is distractions. We allow in our lives. We simply do not have time for the action required of us to be provoked. We are too tired to retaliate. The enemy's primary goal is to make a docile and powerless people. We're not going to let that happen. I'll tell you right now, we're not going to let that happen. His goal is to steal the fight out of us, to steal our expectations and leave us with a dull illusion of hope. The people of God are subject to a barrage of hopeless news. I just hit you with some on the first page. It just, it it continues to come. We are inundated with it. It's in our nation, our city, our workplaces, our schools, in these same locations, neighborhoods. In these same locations, we're dealing with principalities, environments, areas that are ruled by various spirits of wickedness. It's... These principalities drain us on a daily basis. You go into work and you're just, you're just going about your business and you're dealing with all these people and you can't help but to interact on a spiritual basis with those around you, with the envi- environment you're in. You can't leave what you got at church otherwise you're exhausted by the middle of the week and then you come and you barely get anything. You just... You, We are being equipped at this time. The adversary is not satisfied consuming the rest of the world with a love for dead things. He is after us, as Bishop has said. Idolatry is a creeping thing. It can subtly sweep in as our expectations are stolen and our knowing God becomes knowing about God. You see, I know in my own life there was a time 
where I did not, I did not listen for God. I didn't, I didn't think to listen for God. I didn't speak to God. I prayed, but I prayed without any expectation or at the very best with absolute uncertainty. I also didn't think God knew all of my wants, my desires, my needs. I made God, like many of the religions today, I made God an idol. I took what I knew about God, and I made him an idol. I made him blind to my, to my needs. I made him dumb so that he didn't speak because I wasn't listening. And then... And then Making an idol out of God. I, I took the God I should have known and created an idea of God. The adversary would have us all be powerless or at least be convinced we are. What's our defense? It's so simple. and It's so, so simple. It's relationship. My prayer the last few months, you know, God, I want to get closer to you. God, take me into deeper waters. Lord, I want you to delight in me. God, I want to be known as a man after your heart like David was. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I want, you. I want to know your heart. I want your love, your passion in my life. I want it active, God. Again, Brother Mike, it's time to get serious. If I, if I could be honest, if I could be totally honest with you, and I really hope, I really pray that everyone here is just the same. I am totally in love. I love my wife. I love my daughter. I love my family. But I love my God. I love him so much. So. You see, the biggest, I, I just put, my taste for worldly pleasures is slowly becoming bitter to the soul. I'm sincerely enjoying less of me and more of him. I've never felt closer to God. And you just, you, you see, when you know God, when you know God, get, get, into, get into that deep prayer. Because when you know God, it results in us knowing ourselves that is who we we that is we understand who we are and who we are in him and when that happens it produces an expectation in your mind a level of faith that then opens way to the supernatural in your lives and the supernatural is an undeniable experience that your co-workers can't refute that your family can't refute that this world this nation this city cannot refute you see when you know god our expectations are guarded the enemy is all about, like I said, making you powerless. So if he can take and twist, steal your expectation. That's all it takes. Before you know it, you're, you're, your expectation is like Sarah. How, how's this possible? Have you seen how old I am? Have you seen my Lord, how old he is? Uh, you can come up with a thousand reasons why this prayer can't be answered. Why God cannot do this thing in my life. Why God can't take this city. 
You can come up with all those reasons. Or you know your God. And then you have an expectation like the woman with an issue of blood. If I could just but touch the hem of his garment. If I could just get close enough. Then I could be made well. Then my kids can be saved. Then my finances are taken care of. Then the Lord will provide my every need. See, our God is our shepherd, our rock, our fortress, our provider. He's our way maker, our healer. He is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. He brings princes and kings to nothing. His name is feared and honored in all creation. And he is our salvation, our redemption, and our way of life. Brother Andrew, thank you for sharing what you shared. I am almost done. Sorry, I've taken you guys to just and I. This is something that's been on my heart, and I, I saw this. This happened last year. These were people of God. They, people of God for a long time. And they suffered something terrible. They, they lost a child in a fire. Not, not even weeks after. The man of God posts this regarding the incident. For the past 12 years of ministry, I have felt like I have flown high at times, ran at others, and the majority of the time simply walked with God. Today, I am learning how to be still and stand with my feet firmly planted on a sure foundation of the word. In the weakness of my calamity, the unseen hands of Jesus have held my wife and I up and has propped us against the loving shoulder of his bride, the church. Today I am more in love with Jesus and his church than ever before, and heaven just got a lot sweeter for me. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord God and the Lord, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is supernatural. When the world experiences something like that, That is not how they react. They don't have that answer. Like Andrew said, they're in need. They're they're hungry. They're idols. These dead things, the things they love, they're not answering the questions that they have. They're not meeting the needs that they have. What we have in here is what they need. That is what we need to be getting out into the city. We're we're on the verge of something awesome. You see, we are redeemed, restored, given life, saved out of death. We are made new. We are joint heirs, a royal priesthood, a holy people called by his name. We are given authority from on high to accomplish the will of God on earth. We are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought, every imagination, every expectation into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and above all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Behold the word of the Lord, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. Just as he said to Moses and just as he said to Joshua, it is active today, every principality, every workplace, every school, every home, every neighborhood, every city that you walk into, it is already delivered to you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name name in Jesus name 
be provoked. Be provoked. Be provoked. Oh, in Jesus' name. I want to leave with this. Andrew talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, when they walked through the fire and they came out on the other side, there was no, they were not touched. There was no smoke on them. The adversary wants you to think you are defeated, wants you to think you are beaten, that you are too hurt to go further, too, too damaged to do anything. But let me tell you, God is calling a people that are going to come forward and they're going to say, I might have been through the fire. I might have gone through a few fires this week, this year, but there ain't no smoke on me. There ain't no smoke on me. Get a good smell of this prayer. Get a good smell of this worship because this is what serving God is all about. pray that you all can't wait to see you guys on Sunday. I pray that you guys invite people, invite people, bring people. There's no better excuse. But in that, go ahead and tell them we might get crazy or something, you know, because, because we're not about being all sophisticated. We're not about being tamed in the presence of God over the thoughts of man. We're not, we're not about that sort of stuff. We're going to worship our God. We're going to lift his name. And we're going to praise God for who he is in our lives today. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you all for, I I guess I should close. I know Bishop usually says, okay, okay, all right, all right. So you know what? We're going to go ahead and close in prayer here. Let us pray that God's word, that what we've heard tonight be manifest in our lives that it would continue to propel us into the future, that it would not be a word that simply die tomorrow or next week, next month, that it would drive us to action, drive us to get closer to God and know him on a deeper level than ever before. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus. In Jesus. Come with great expectation for Sunday, guys. Great expectation.